welcome to Something Unoriginal. On today's episode, we're joined by Sam Lolly. We discuss why he became a Charlotte Hornets fan, life as a software engineer, getting into a car accident while going through a car wash, and a little on his fitness journey. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy this episode, please like, follow, and rate the show. It helps us grow and keeps the episodes coming. Also, follow us on Instagram at Something Unoriginal Podcast so you never miss updates on the show. Thank you. And we're back. Sam Lolly. How you doing today, man? Oh, I'm good. Full of Mediterranean food. It was good stuff, man. I really enjoyed it. That was I'm glad good. you enjoyed it. I don't think I'd move to Greece, but I'd eat their food once in a while. Uh, Lolly, you, my friend, you're one of the only self-proclaimed Hornets fans I've ever met in my entire life. We're currently watching the jazz game while this is going on. What's the story behind that, man? Why are you... Why are you a Hornets fan? Yeah, so as we watch the the Hornets just get blocked um, on every layup they've had today. They actually didn't make a three. Sixth game this season, they haven't made a three and a half, so. That's painful. Take that honestly. stat for you. No, I'm, yeah, Hornets fan, wearing my Hornets jacket. I go every year to the Jazz Hornets game, didn't make it this year. You know, I even went during COVID. Tickets were like 200 bucks, spaced out seats, wearing a mask, and I was there. Did they win? No. But was it worth the money? Probably not, but it's uh, I'm a loyal guy. But if we want to retrace our steps to why I'm a Hornets fan... that's Yeah, I want to get to the bottom of that okay. one. Okay, well, let me take you back to 2009, Eastern Conference first round, Bulls-Celtics. Okay. Might be one of the greatest first-round series, playoff series of all time. Now, you may remember the Celtics that year because they won the NBA championship, but they had to get through the Chicago Bulls first. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, there's a player on that team, Ben Gordon. I don't know if you know who Ben Gordon is. I've heard the name. I do not remember him specifically as a person, though. Played at UConn, won a sixth man award. You know, he's... He's the real deal. I probably think he's better than he is. But anyways, I was a kid watching that series, just watching Ben Gordon, a sharpshooter from the outside, and Ray Allen just go back and forth. Similar to like a Jamal Murray, you know... Donovan Mitchell bubble series where they yeah. just both have like 40 plus points each game overtime double overtime every game most enjoyable series of my life anyways as a nine-year-old I'm just so I'm just in love with Ben Gordon so for my ninth birthday you know playoffs are what like April May beginning of June my birthday is mid-June asked my mom for Chicago Bulls Ben Gordon jersey love the jersey wake up the morning of July 1st maybe two weeks later gets traded to the Troy Pistons. So, you know, that started a a bad streak of jersey purchases. But I just, you know, because I love Ben Gordon, I said, hey, I'm just going to follow him wherever he goes. So from a Chicago Bulls fan to Detroit Pistons fan, I remember my first time seeing Ben Gordon in person. My dad, he takes me to a Detroit Pistons-Utah Jazz game, lower bowl, like where they give you the program. Ooh, and I'm like, a good place to be. I'm a kid in a candy store. Like, man, I just can't wait to be a dad. Like, the little things just stick with you forever. But, but anyways, so Ben Gordon goes Chicago Bulls, Detroit Pistons. He's there for two years, and then he gets traded to the Charlotte Bobcats. So there I am as a Charlotte Bobcats fan in 2012 when they had the notorious, like, what was it, nine game season win? Yeah, yeah, like worst, worst, worst season of all, of all time. Yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. 
Still get a Ben Gordon Charlotte Bobcats jersey for my birthday. My man. I, I have pictures. I ended up donating it because just wanted to let someone else live my dream. Yeah. But anyways, I kind of, you know, they let Ben Gordon go two years later. I don't really know what to do, right? I'm just a kid who loved a player who's no longer a player. And the Hornets that year announced that they were going to go from the Bobcats to the Hornets. So I said, hey, I'm going to just stick with it. Just be a Hornets fan. So I've been a Hornets fan ever since. Um, yeah. So uh, your middle name is Gordon. My middle name is Gordon. Did you change it legally to Gordon after the whole Ben Gordon thing? Or was it already Gordon? It was. It was. Joke, pre- I was pre-Gordon. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that's just kind of a coincidence. I just loved. I thought he was so cool. And, you know, my two childhood sports icons are... Michael Vick and Ben Gordon. <laughs> Wait, why so, Michael Vick? I love Michael Vick. and to Even the dog thing? F- he found God in prison, okay. so it's, it's, it's clear. I read That's his book. That, it was a good book. That's all that matters. Um, but uh, you may be wondering, where is Ben Gordon now? Yeah, what's, what's he so, doing? So just like a couple months ago, I was just reading, and turns out he was back in Chicago and he assaulted a McDonald's worker and got arrested. So I'm like 0 for 2 on childhood icons going to prison, um, Michael Vick for and violence ben specifically. I'm not a violent person. No, not at all. But I love giving people second chances. Yeah, for good reason, honestly. That makes a lot of sense. So that's also why I'm an Eagles fan, Michael Vick. So Really? Yeah, they're doing well. Okay, I genuinely don't know anything about Michael Vick other than him playing for, who was it, the... Atlanta Ravens, Fal- Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. Yeah, he's like. Sorry, G Money. I know you're a Ravens fan. I didn't mean. I didn't mean that in any, in any harm way. He's like the greatest dual threat quarterback of all time, and I'll take that to my grave. He's like the first one ever, also, mm-hmm. arguably. But he's just so fast, and has a cannon. Like you just go look Michael Vick highlights, and you'll be blown away. And he was the man. He was the man. He's like an Allen Iverson, you know, just like brought swag to the game okay okay and then obviously like may or may not have used pit bulls for violence i don't condone dog fighting or violence but if you want to know more about the story read his book that's a book plug for michael vick if you're listening <laughs> i think you're a great guy what's the title of the book i don't know i don't know just look up michael vick's book and michael vick michael vick biography straight from the projects to virginia tech to the atlanta falcons to prison and then the pro bowl with the eagles eagles were the only team that gave him a second chance and he had some great years before he retired, so that's why I'm an Eagles fan. I have a picture of me in an Eagles jersey throwing up some West Coast gang signs that may or may not be released if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, pending if that <laughs> makes me lose my job or not. I don't know. I don't know if that would... Uh, Consult HR before those pictures I don't know out. if that would self-incriminate me, but it is a good picture. That makes sense. Speaking of pictures of you, by the way, Sam Lolly wallpaper Wednesday. Oh, man. When, what, just, uh, I need to know more. <laughs> so, yeah, on Instagram, Sam Lolly, you don't have to follow me. But if you do, you'll always know when it's Wednesday because I post a picture of myself for Wednesday and it's a self-proclaimed Sam Lolly wallpaper Wednesday. So it, I've always loved the shower, taking a nice shower. And yeah. my parents' shower, it's got like two heads it's big gets steamy there's a place to sit down it's an all-you-can-eat buffet for hygiene it's great but um (laughs) i was just taking a funny snapchat video in the shower because that's kind of 
just something I would do. You always, eat, dude, always eating like a banana or yeah, yogurt or something. Yeah, I was wearing in the shower, some funny like... sunglasses I got from Amazon. I don't know. I'm just a meme. But I took a video and I looked hilarious in the picture. I yeah. was like, that's funny. And so it turned out to be Wednesday. And I was like, you know what? Like, I want to just throw this on my Instagram Let's story. Keep this ball rolling. Call it Samurai Wallpaper Wednesday and just see if I can get a laugh or two. Mm-hmm. So I did. I got a couple laughs. But I was surprised because most people were like, so what's up for next week? Next week? <laughs> I don't got anything for next week. They go, yeah, well, you got to keep it going, right? And I'm like, okay. So it's been almost two years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been over two years, almost three years, actually. It'll be three years in October. Um, so I guess like two years in some time. But yeah, <laughs> every Wednesday, I haven't missed a single week. Pretty so you've crazy. since added them to like an Instagram highlights page. Yes, there's a highlight on my profile. You can see every wallpaper ever released. There's 52 per reel because it's, you know, 52 weeks in a year. Mm, yeah, but that so, makes sense. You know, year one, year two, and now year three. So When does it switch to year three? October. Okay. I don't know. It's like the third week in October. It's is, around, is right around my the birthday. Anniversary. Yeah, I did, it's for you. Thank I you. I did it for you. I really I appreciate it thoroughly. I probably was like, you know what, Carter... He needs a a wallpaper. I I really was just trying to save people. You know, you'd never know about having a good wallpaper on your phone. So if you ever need one, or if you just need to know what day it is. But I think the real reason I kept it going was I just kept running into people. You know, like those people you follow mm-hmm. on social media, but you're not really friends with. Yeah, yeah. But you like know them kind of. I kept running into people that like I wouldn't have never talked to. Came straight up to me, dude. Love the wallpapers. I'm like, okay, well, I've never <laughs> spoken to you in real life. But thanks. Yeah. And then I just had to keep it going. I've kind of slacked off a little bit since being engaged. I will say that. No fault of my fiance. Just, I don't know. I got to figure it out. But I'm I'm still on it. We'll see how long it lasts. I tell people when they ask the millennium. So. That is a, that's ex- a good point ex- of reference. Expect Wallpaper Wednesday to end up being until the millennium. So. I appreciate that. And it means a lot to me knowing that you're that consistent. That's the consistency I strive for with this podcast. Yeah, I I guess I'm a consistent guy, but um, there's just I find like bliss in being consistent. That's like, good. I enjoy it. It's nice. Would you say consistency is like I don't know top five traits that you feel like are important to you? What do you think those are? I mean, you gotta be consistent. Like it's just all about consistency. Another trait, definitely gratitude. Like. It's kind of cliche. It's something that gets thrown around a lot of Instagram reels. Like, you got to be grateful. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just seen, like, just a genuine gratitude for what you have really change your life. Like, there's a quote I love. Not to get, like, philosophic, but, like. It's the point of this podcast. Get into it. You know, there's a quote. You know, insert religious leader here. Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Whoever you want can be at the end of this quote. But it says, like, it's talking about, you know, let us always be content but never let us be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And I just love that because it's like, no matter what point you are in life, you always got to be content, be grateful for what you have, but then also like never be satisfied, right? Like you don't want to be floating. You want to keep going, keep progressing, keep trying to find that next level of whatever it is you want. So Keep pushing, for sure. That's just always been my life, you know, because I think the biggest thing that people struggle with, natural man, like just keeping up with the Joneses mentality. It's like my buddy goes out and buys a Tesla, like, you go home and you're looking up Tesla prices. You're like, oh, I want it. To, I gotta, you know, I gotta get that. Yeah. And like that is just the biggest problem. Like nothing will cause you more unhappiness 
and just detriment to your life than just always trying to keep up with the guy next to you. Yeah. Whether that's like socially in your career, family, like just any part of your life, it's always going to ruin it. It's interesting you say that because I feel like that's something that, especially the culture here in Utah, we're getting way too caught up in and probably even across the country. I just don't know a whole lot of other areas, but like that's a huge deal, man. The whole keeping up with the Joneses thing, I feel like is becoming more and more of a problem every single day. I don't know how you feel about that or what you've observed, but yeah, I mean, I think everyone just kind of does their own thing, but you know, I think the biggest miss in life is like doing things not for yourself and that sounds selfish but it's like just do what you want to do and just enjoy it and be happy for other people and realize that like they're going to do different things like it doesn't have to be the same mm-hmm. so it's like you know people go out and do different careers do different things in their life and i hope everyone makes a million dollars and does whatever they want to do right but yeah. that doesn't impact how i feel about what i'm doing at all and so it's like i just kind of keep on with the good vibes good vibe island and like i think just having that perspective can lead you to a lot of opportunities that otherwise you would have closed just Mm -hmm. searching and craving for something that can honestly never be satisfied. Like there will always be somebody more successful than you in your entire life. So it's like, why try to be the most successful person? Yeah, for sure. Like just try to do what's best for you. And like people will say you're settling, but in reality you're not because you're more happy. Mm -hmm. You're not settling if you're enjoying what you're doing and always progressing. I feel that. I feel like there's this thing between, at least for me recently, I felt like I've been really stagnant. A lot of that has to do with like my job. I felt so stagnant. I'm trying to like move forward into a new role. Or I'm trying to move into doing something differently a little bit. And I just, I'm backtracking and it's taken like a toll on my mental health for sure. I know that in certain parts of your life, you felt that way. You've shared some of that with me before, but it's just tough to like try and move forward when you don't feel like you have the control. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. No, and I mean, life's just tough. Like, no matter what part of life you're at, you're always just trading problems for another, you know? It's like when you're – it's like I use, a, like, relationships, right? Like, when I was single, I was like, dang, if I just had, like, a girlfriend, my life would be sick, you know? And then it's like I have a fiancé, and, like, vibes are good, and it eliminates so many problems. But now it's like we're getting married, and I have to be like, okay, well, what shoes am I going to wear? Like what, what my, what's my tie going to be? What's my suit like, you know? Yeah. And then once we get married and have a house and you know, whatever, it's like, okay, well, you know, we're starting a family, but like where are my kids going to go to school? It's like, there's always mm-hmm. going to be like that next level of problems and all you're doing in life is just trading problems. But for me, what's helped me the most is like, I always just have this image of like some, you know, like those people in circuses that spin the plates. Yeah. They have like a stick and the plate on top and they like spin them. And they have, like, five plates, and somehow they're spinning all five at once. Oh, yeah. That's just totally how life is. You just have, like, one plate career, one plate's family. You know, you just have all your main focuses in life are just a plate spinning. And you feel like you have to spin all of them at the same time. And, like, how, to, how do I balance that, right? And for me, I just think, like, there really is no way. Like, there's yeah. just no way to spin all the plates at once. But you're not really expected to have all the plates. Like, you just don't want to drop any plates, yeah. So, you know, maybe one week, one plate's losing a little bit of steam. Let's just spin that one a little bit more this week. Maybe mm-hmm. next week, another, you know, another plate spinning. Spin that one. I think we're so caught up in, like, instant results mm-hmm. that we're like, oh, well, if I just do a week of, like, only getting better at one thing, like, I'm missing out on so many things or whatever. And it's like, I had my one-year anniversary at work mm-hmm. last September, and I had this, like, matrix moment where I'm like, dang, I've been here so long. And then I realized that I probably have like 30, 35, 40 more years of work in my life left. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, one year's nothing. Yeah, one tick on the 
one check mark off of the list of I'm like, dang, years. did I do enough this year? Oh, I got 35, 40 left. Okay. Yeah, I did good. Good year. Yeah, you're like, it doesn't necessarily check. matter, does it? No, so it's just, I, that's how I do it. I don't know. I could be, I could be way off base, but. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good insight. I never looked at it like that. Like you're kind of just balancing all your problems at the same time, trying to figure out which ones to give more attention to. Yeah, I mean, it changes, you know, like it can change daily, change weekly, monthly. Yeah. Interesting, man. Well, you as a person, you're the only person I've ever known that has followed the ads from Lambda school. You went through Lambda. I did. You've told me about this process. I don't know if everybody knows what Lambda is. You want to give the rundown on what it's like going to Lambda? Best decision I ever made in my life, Mm -hmm. besides proposing to my fiancé. Well done. Um, No, so, yeah, like, I mean, most people, right, you're 20, 21, you don't know what the freak you're going to do in life. Take a bunch of BS classes in college. You're, like, uh, you're kind of just poking around trying to see what moves. But um, took a computer science class, intro to programming, Mm-hmm. And I kind of liked it. It was weird. No background. I love outdoors. Played sports all growing up. Not a computer guy. Yeah. Not a screen guy. But, like, I kind of liked my class. It's kind of interesting. Like, you're building stuff. It's kind of cool. But then COVID hits, right? Everything goes downhill. Program goes downhill. I'm like, what am I going to do? So I'm trying to get through my class, trying to get through my finals. And I see these ads, right, for Lambda School. It's called Bloom Tech now. But oh, essentially, I didn't know they changed the name. Yeah, rebrand. How long ago did they do that? Uh, did they do that? Probably a year ago, I think. That's maybe. But uh, yeah, so all it is, I mean, it's it's basically you could call it a coding boot camp. It's a little bit longer than a boot camp. Most mm-hmm. boot camps are twelve to twenty four weeks. This was like ten months. Okay. Um. So it was a big, it's a big big deal. I mean, I basically quit my job, moved into my brother's basement, didn't see light for like ten months. And that's just how it rolled. The nice thing about Lambda, great Lambda Bloomtech plug. You can use me if you want. I'll always talk highly of it. But We are looking for podcast sponsors, Lambda, if you do hear this. But I doubt it. Sponsored anyway, by we'll, we'll Bloomtech. Anyway, sorry. Um, Bloomtech. So just yeah. trying to plug my friend's podcast, you know. Get some, <laughs> get some money. But no, so the nice thing about Lambda is you, they, you don't pay the school until you get a job. And then once you get a job, you pay a percentage of your income back to the school for 24 monthly payments. So they're really invested in you to teach you like cutting edge technologies and then also teach you like how to get a job and help you get placed with a job. So I wouldn't have my job today if it wasn't for Lambda. And now that I have my job in like, you know, software engineering, I'll never have to worry about getting another job. Mm -hmm. It'll just be which job do I want. So, you know, 10 months of sacrifice, about like 60 hour weeks, like it was a grind, but you know, it paid off. It got me the skills I needed to, to do what I do every day, which honestly has been great. That's pretty dope, man. I think that's always like, it was kind of an experimental thing, especially the ads and stuff that I saw for it. Right. Like, I don't know that it was necessarily like super credible at the time of you doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. But at the same time you took the leap and I feel like it kind of paid off. Well, I mean, it's COVID, right? Like I'm 20, 21. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Right. I go for nine months and it doesn't work out and I go back to UVU next year. Yeah. So it's like, what, what do I really have to lose? And honestly, when I was in Lambda, there's so many times where I'm like, okay, is what I'm doing actually going to give me a job that will actually pay me real money? Yeah. And like, it totally did. It's crazy. Like I just had to trust the process along the way, which was scary, honestly, at some times. And like, I didn't have any money. I mean, I didn't get a paycheck for a year. Mm -hmm. So I had no money and just kind of had to 
put all my eggs in one basket and but it's nice because you really the nice thing about lambda is they're not going to do anything for you but they're going to give you like the tools to do things yeah for and sure and then it's just up to you to like you know they'll give you a hammer and you got to build a shed right you're not gonna they're not going to give you the shed totally if you use a hammer to build a shed i, I want to get more handy i don't know understandably so <laughs> i don't know if the hammer is your ideal tool for that i built my desk that i work on so that was fun project that is pretty cool how did you build it You've told you've showed yeah. me the desk. It's dope. I mean, I got some black walnut, cut it up, got some got some metal, mm-hmm. welded it together, screwed it in. Fun project. I'm gonna get a new desk. It's not very practical for what I do, mm. but uh, it's very heavy, little too expensive, but it was super fun. So dabbling in the world of woodworking, that's pretty. interesting. I just like learning new things. It's fun. Yeah, you are that way for sure. I mean, cool. just guy, you know, gives you something to do, but. Yeah, honestly, it's been great. Like, I don't know. I I wouldn't say I, like, fully subscribe to, like, college. Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, a big topic for kids our age, right? It's, like, it's huge right now. I can go to YouTube University. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if that's true. Like, I'm not going to go that far. They say, like, people go, why would you invest in the college? Just invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but people just don't really connect the dots between, like, paying for college or paying for skills is investing for yourself. They're just trying to like cut out the middleman, so to speak. Yeah. But there's just a there's so much learning you can do when you just accept the fact you don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. Like for once sure. you just kind of put personal vendetta aside and be like, you know what, I am small fish in a big pond. I'm just Sponge. here to soak it in. You'll learn so much more than being like, no, I I know what I know what's good. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know what's good, but people at Lambda do. That makes and sense. Uh, so you're the second person we've had on the podcast about that is a software engineer. Colby Barton is also a software engineer. Shouts out to him. But uh, I don't know a whole lot about that industry. Would you say it's more of an experience-based industry, or do you feel like there's a lot of credibility on people that have a degree? Because Colby, for example, has a computer science degree, and then you went to Lambda. Yeah. No, I mean, I'll never, like... I mean, that degree's tough. Computer science is a tough degree. Like, I'll never... I'll never tell you, like, oh, people who get a computer science degree are dumb. It's like, no, that is hard. Like, yeah. my, my roommate right now, he's grinding right now, and it's he's building some crazy stuff. So it really just depends. Like, tech is so big. The umbrella is so big with what you can do with it that getting a degree like computer science is going to just give you well-rounded concepts that you can go out and get a job. Mm-hmm. But the problem that I found and that's been really beneficial for me is there's a lot of people who go through computer science degrees and don't know how to code. They don't know anything about web development, right? Interesting. They know like some fundamentals and what they learn sometimes is like older knowledge. The concepts are the same, but like it's not up to date. Whereas Lambda, like they change rapidly, right? They're, they're, yeah. they're changing all the time. And that's one of their biggest criticisms. They change all the time. Yeah. But well, they're really just staying up to date. But they're just staying up to date because I mean, a frame, you know, like a coding framework language will come out with updates twice a year. So, you know. In order to change curriculum at a university, it's gonna it's, it's expensive. It's gonna take a long time. So it really just depends what you want to do. I just do web development, so you know I don't really need. There's a lot of things that I could have learned in computer science degree that would really be beneficial. But I think the biggest thing is just getting your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Like getting your foot in the door is the hardest thing to do with most things in life, but like tech especially. And that's why I love it, right? Because no one can sit in my chair and do what I do. And that's why you get paid a bunch of money because, like, nobody can BS their way through what you do. 
Yeah. And it also cuts down on just like a lot of workplace, you know, oh, well, she's getting the job or he's getting the job or they're getting the promotion or he, it's like either you can do the job well or you can't do it at all. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. But yeah, no, I mean, Colby's a smart dude. Talk to him at your wedding. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, he's probably doing great things. Like, you know, my buddy got it. He has a job right now. He has not even finished with his degree in computer science, which kind of is evidence in and of itself, like not necessary, but it just depends what you want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. For what I want to do and be a specialist in what I do, like it wasn't necessary, but I had to research it to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. What is it you feel like you do want to do? Or are you already there doing it? Um, I don't necessarily do like, I do a little bit of web development in my job right now, but you know, that's really what I enjoy doing is just being a web developer. With my job now, I've been able to get to a point where, like, I manage teams of engineers, which is super fun. Oh, that is so cool. So I feel like, you know, I like being a part of a team, growing up playing sports teams, and I just love a team atmosphere. It's kind of fun. I'm not going to say I'm a self-proclaimed leader, but I think a lot of the traits that we're grown up with here in Utah, like, mm-hmm. lend themselves well. And you really take for granted, like, your experiences because people outside of Utah haven't had those. Yeah, totally. And it, like, scares them to death to even, like say, hey, man, you didn't do this right. Can you do it this way? Mm. Like, that scares them to death. But for me, I'm like, hey, man, what's up? Great job, but can you fix this? Yeah. Not even great, not even hard. Hmm. So I think we take that for granted. But I would say where I'm at's awesome. And the nice thing is, is, like, I'm not in a rush. I've been able to, you know, work my way up a decent amount just purely based off of the work I do. And they seem to like it. So just good vibes all around. That's what matters, man. Where are you working nowadays? I work at QA Wolf. So it's weird because when I got the job first day, I go in my meeting and it's the, the CTO and his co-founder. It was crazy though. My first day I get in there and it's the co-founder, it's the two co-founders and me. And I'm like, so is everyone going to join the meeting? And they're like, no, this is it. I'm like, wait, what? They had like some other, this is the company, right? So there were some other people that were contracted workers Mm -hmm. that ended up getting full-time positions. But I was like the first actual hire at QA Wolf, which is pretty wild. I didn't know that going into it, yeah. which is total bad on me. Like, I didn't even ask. I just was like, oh, yeah, job, cool. Yeah. But they, I mean, there's over 100 employees now, just Holy absolutely crap. crushing it in about a year and a half. So, no signs of slowing down, especially in the recession. It's really nice because there's not any sort of worry about job security, or anything like that. So, it's been yeah. very good to me. I love it. Basically, what they do is they just, they just provide automated testing coverage for startups and other businesses. So when you create a software, there's like a testing process and we just provide a solution for that because there's not really one. And that's why we are such a good market fit because like you can do manual software testing, do automated software testing. QA Wolf's like right in the middle of like giving you Iron Man and the suit. So oh, it's okay. like you get, you get the software, you get the computerization, the automation, but then you also have a human element of it where you can have like kind of more technical discourse and talk more through things and complex issues that maybe like a computer, they're kind of like not really work. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I've helped build out their project quite a bit, and then I just manage a team of engineers who write automated end-to-end test coverage scripts, and then I kind of hoard some technical problems for myself when I'm feeling crazy, and I'll work on those that they can't do, but... <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know. Like, there's just, like, problems that come down the pipeline that I'm like, well, it'll take them probably a while, take me less time. Yeah. In order for us to hit some goals, I'm just going to get it done. Okay, I see that. That makes sense. But it's been fun. For some reason, though, my team is just four people from um, Asian descent. 
Okay. They, their names all start with J. Really? They're the only four people with Asian descent with the first name starting with a J in my company. So I think it's a prank. Like, I don't know <laughs> what they're doing to me, but it is a prank. Like, it's just weird. As long as they work well with no, you. No, they're and great. Like, no, they're, there's yeah. nothing wrong with them, but it's just like, which J name can you give me next? Like, yeah. have we gone through all of them? Maybe. But uh, I love it. It's fun. That sounds cool, man. That sounds way different than what you were doing when I last talked to you about work. Because yeah. we haven't talked about your work in a while. But No, it's going great. I love it. It's been fun. Work from home. I go to the gym at like 2 every day. Mm-hmm. I feel, you know, people say 9 to 5 doesn't make you free, but I'm pretty free to do whatever I want, so... Yeah, I'm with that. I mean, within reason, right? Like, I got your work done. Yeah. But I can run an errand whenever I want to, and once five hits, I close the laptop and hang out, so. That's pretty nice, man. It's interesting, too, because you and, you and Colby both kind of said the same thing, where you're both kind of just, like, really satisfied with where you're at, and you don't mind working the 9 to 5, and you're both like, yeah, this is great. But then Logan was the opposite, and he was like, nah, I can't. Yeah, I, I mean, can't do that. it just depends on where you're at, you know? Like, obviously, staring at my computer for eight hours a day that sounds terrible i no one likes that right but like you're just being a victim to your circumstance i feel like in that aspect like Mm -hmm. there's so much freedom and stability that comes with that with my job that i wouldn't trade for anything right like i know how much money comes in all the time Mm -hmm. and i know that once five hits i just shut it down and that's okay i get time off where i'm actually off i don't have to think about work like some people like will take time off or they like don't have to work full year round, but like even when they're off work, they're still thinking about work, right? Yeah, yeah. That's just kind of how it is. But with me, it's like I took two weeks off at the end of the year. I didn't think about it once. That's pretty nice. And I was just hanging out. Yeah, right? that's super nice. But no, I think it's great. It's just all about what works for you. Like, there's not a right answer for everyone. Like, I hope everybody mm-hmm. figures it out for themselves. But I'm with that. I'm with that for sure. When I think the different circumstance, right? You feel comfortable in certain areas. Like we have, um, we have this friend that's like adamant that it is just not the way that you're a slave to your job if it's nine to five. But I think like for a lot of people, like it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think it's an, it's just an attitude thing, right? Like people don't like making other people money, I guess, Mm -hmm. but it's like, uh, no, it's not really how it is. I mean, I get paid for the value that I bring to the company based off of my work. And sure, like, I make the higher-up people way more money than I make myself, but, like, that's just how it is everywhere in life because they, like, mitigate the risk. Like, they're the ones who take the fall for things, right? They're more invested. Like, for me, if this thing doesn't work out, I'll just get a new job. Yeah. Whereas if this thing doesn't work out for them, it's over. Game over. So it's kind of like there's there's a, there's a cost there. Some people like the pressure. I mean, I've really enjoyed being, like, the first employee. Like, there's been a lot of perks, a lot of fun, like, a lot of motivating things that have come with that. Mm-hmm. that maybe like a traditional nine to five don't have but like i said you're you're depending on what you do and how good you are at it like you can be free like i literally could have my own schedule and do whatever i want i gotta get my work done but like it's satisfying to me where i enjoy work yeah you know like it's not like obviously work's not your favorite thing in the world but like I, there's a certain level of satisfaction that i get from it that's motivating and like work my perspective on work is like, what am I working for? You know, mm-hmm. like I'm working so that I can like, you know, one day, like that's the whole reason I went to Lambda, right? So I could like, I didn't have a family then. I didn't have a girlfriend, but like I was building towards like, okay, hey, one day I'm going to have a family. Like, do I have things locked in and stable yeah. so that I can just build a nice, happy family? Yeah, for sure. Because like financial 
instability is the number one cause of divorce, right? Like it causes way a lot of stress and people want to avoid that instability. So for me, getting something that is stable that I know what's coming in every month, like perfect. Because I'll live below my means no matter what my means are and I'll still have fun doing it. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, you are a really optimistic person, which I will, I'll be real about. That has changed about you. I feel like you used to be kind of negative in a lot of different ways, but you've definitely shifted and you're way more positive now than you've ever been, I think. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a perspective thing. I mean, it comes with time, right? Like when you're young, it's hard, Mm -hmm. especially growing up. Like when you grow up well and you grow up, like I didn't grow up the best and grow up the worst. Like parents always gave me whatever like was, was needed and I worked for things that I wanted and whatnot, but like. There's just a lot of growth that comes when you're, like, on your own. You're near outside that, and that growth period happens for people at different points. Some people get it earlier, some people get it later, but I think it happens for everyone. Yeah, totally. Here's the thing, though. You are one of the best storytellers I think I've ever heard. Dude, you, do you want to hear a story? I do. I want to specifically hear one story. Dude, do you want to hear the story about the car wash? That's exactly what I want to hear. Okay. So, I probably should have led with this, because I don't, I mean... You've probably fallen asleep or discontinued from the podcast by now. I think it's been pretty engaging. But this podcast, but this story. So it's the day after Christmas, right? Go to the gym after the gym. Like, you know what? I haven't gotten a car wash in a while. Like my, my Jeep needs some love and I got a quick quack membership. You know, I'm a proud quick quack supporter. I think they do it quick and quack, but (laughs) I go to the one, I'm not going to name the location, but it's one that's next to a gym somewhere in utah county would recommend not going to that one in the future um but so i go in there right and classic classic car wash there's two lanes one lane is like 20 cars deep other lane has no one in it like i just don't know how people don't so don't see you so here's me i'm like i'm cheating the system baby go in the yeah. right lane i'm passing like 10 cars i'm like why are no one in this lane car in front of me brand new jeep wrangler Ooh. on like 33 inch tires big lift it's got like a temporary plate. Hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, some mom bought their kids some a Jeep Wrangler for Christmas, kids. and he is taking it through the wash, baby. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, good for him, you know. So we go through the car wash, you know, I get in, and like most people, I'm just on my phone. I look up from my phone, and the Jeep is probably a foot and a half away from, like, the front of my car. <laughs> and I go, I'm going to hit I'm going to hit him. Yep. It's cuz you can't move. Like you're yeah. in you're locked in, baby. Yeah. So I just so gut reaction, foot on the brake. The track carries me into the Jeep. So I make contact. I'm like, "Oh jeez." So, so this I, is at the end so of the wash. So this is in the car wash. Like yeah, near yeah. the end, right? Yeah. Foot on the brake, I connect with this Jeep. Instant thought, I'm dead. Put my I'm like, "Okay, well, I so I throw my car into park. I'm like, "I'm not moving." You're not pushing me in. Yeah. I look in my rear view. Here comes this Volkswagen Passat coming down the line. Oh, I go, no. oh, no. This Volkswagen hits me. Doesn't realize it hits me. The track, like, pulls him back, and it hits me again. Hits me probably <laughs> three or four times. I'm just taking it in the back. I'm like, man, I thought I liked this. I don't like this. And then it hits me four or five times until the car behind the Passat, the Chrysler, hits the Passat, and they push us together. And then a minivan hits the Chrysler. So there's five cars in this car wash. It's a five-car pileup in a car wash. So the Jeep got off the track, right? Yeah. That's why it stopped. And it just gut reaction hazards. I'm like, dude, oh the car wash has lights. No one's going to see the hazards. <laughs> so I'm honking my horn, and it takes the workers probably a couple. It feels like 20 minutes, probably a minute and a half to turn the car wash off. Yeah. And I I thought I was dead. I'm like, my front smashed. 
I don't even want to see the back. Yeah. And we're done. It's just over. So they, they just are yelling for everyone to reverse, right? But they have all, like, the machine parts in the way. So the Chrysler throws it in reverse. It gets just scratched by this brush. Oh, dude. I'm like, ah, oh, well. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I'm not moving until you clear me a path. So they clear a path. I reverse. Roll down my window to some 15-year-old worker. I go, how bad is it? Takes one peek at the front and goes, you can't even, there's no damage. And I love your car, by the way. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you lying sack of... She's like, would well, you want to get out and look? I'm like, well, I'm in a, I'm in a car wash. So he wants yeah. for me to like bust out the door, move the brush. I'm soapy. Yeah. So Is the car wash still going at this point? No, they'd stop the car okay. wash, move the That's brushes. We'd reversed. But I'm like still like soapy, and I just am scared. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. So the next guy comes up, like the manager on shift, and he goes, so our plan is you're, we're just going to run you back through the oh car wash. <laughs> And then we're going to, like, talk about it after. <laughs> okay. Like, you want me to go man. back through that thing, huh? Behind yeah. the same Jeep? Okay. Okay, Joshua. We'll, so without we'll even thinking, I just go through the car wash again. And it was fine. I didn't get any. I didn't get hurt. So it worked the second time. Worked the second time. That's good. We get out, and lo and behold, outside the Jeep Wrangler, 16-year-old son and mom, who happens to not speak English, outside the Jeep. And I'm like, well, at least I knew who it was before I got into it. Yeah. The Passat is this uh, Eastern European couple who comes at me thinking I'm the one who stopped. They're just uh, yelling at me. I'm like, hey, man, not me, him. And then behind them was this mom and son duo. Mom's just yelling about how this car wash in, Glen- in uh, Glendale, Arizona has sensors and how we don't have <laughs> sensors. I'm like, lady, I love the enthusiasm, but it's already damage done. Yeah. Damage done. It's over. You so can't we felt these now. accident reports on quick quack slips. The 16-year-old kid in the Jeep m- – has to redo it like four or five times. The mom's freaking out. Mm. Felt kind of bad for her. She didn't really understand the situation. Probably thought we we're trying to take advantage of her, get her like info. Yeah. But we're like, no, your son just really doesn't know how to drive. And I don't really <laughs> know why you bought him this car, but that's a conversation for at home. Yeah. And the Passat front end just absolutely smashed. My paint is just all over. It looks like. Oh, man. It looks like when you're. Three year old niece gives you a picture. I painted this for you. Just a bunch of scribbles. Yeah, yeah that's their front end gone. Oh. My car, totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I get out, I look at the back. Like, the bumper has like that toe hitch piece, like the pop out piece you can put like the toe hitch yeah, in. Yeah. That piece is like kind of pushed in. It stripped one of the like, like those like nuts or whatever, like yeah, the yeah. clips. Mm-hmm. Other clip is fine. Little scratch. Look at the front. Little scratch action, nothing crazy. I'm just confused why my car's fine. Luckily, the Jeep Wrangler had one of those big spare tires, so I just kind of pressed up against the tire, so it saved my life. That's good. Or else I would have just gotten destroyed. Yeah. But, yeah, I came out looking best out of all of those cars, and I was like, okay, well, this happened today at Quick Whack. Yeah. But luckily, I got some videos on my phone. I recorded it on Snapchat. I'm just quick with it. I don't know. Yeah. But the quick quack goes, hey, our manager's not in town, but we're going to check out the video when she gets back tomorrow, and we'll let you know. Yeah. Like a week goes by, haven't heard anything, so we call quick quack customer support. They go, oh, yeah, we looked at the camera footage. It's uh, it's that red Jeep's fault. I'm like, oh. Heck yeah, cool. Okay, well, can you tell us what happened? No, legally, no. If, unless you have like a lawyer, like a police report, like we can't tell you what happened. I'm like, dude, just let me know where he got off track. But yeah. You know, apparently, you know how you get to the end of a car wash and it, like, stops and you kind of freak out for a sec? Yeah, yeah, and you have to, like... You're like, oh, okay, 
put in drive drive away it says yeah. like duck it says like duck duck go yeah, yeah. at the end right so i guess he duck duck didn't go <laughs> just stayed there and like freaked out that it stopped so he like slammed on his brake which is because his tires are so big it like kind of tripped the track yeah yeah and then his wheel must have been turned or something but my thought is he probably just put it in drive floors the jeep over the track and just gets pinched between one of like the tire shine blasters oh yeah and the track and was just uh just hanging out dude what a mess yeah so if you're listening to this um jeep wrangler owner you still haven't returned my text you still haven't returned my text. <laughs> i don't think you really have insurance you said you left it at home but so you're you're about to get compensated is what you're you're you you're in the process of getting compensated for it. Um, we're I mean the other two people are a lot more motivated. We have a group chat. It's uh, called Quick Quack Accident. It's pretty cool. That's actually kind of funny. I thought you about, guys all go get Thai food sometime. Yeah, send like duck emojis. Like ha quack. Um, <laughs> but no, like they haven't returned any of our texts, and we don't really know, really know what to do. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I don't think the damage is like like I don't really even really see it a whole lot of the time. Like it's just some scratches that can be buffed out. So mm-hmm. I think worst case for me, I just go get it fixed. But if I'm like the Passat who's just bumpers on the ground, yeah, I'm 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 an angry guy. Oh yeah, you're pressing charges. So, but you're getting in there. I don't know. Pretty wild, and just Merry Christmas. That's all I can say. Yeah, you know, and a Happy New Year. And a gift to you. Yep. So Everybody. that was fun. Yeah, I imagine. Two of the other guests that I've had on this podcast, you know, from childhood and like going to school. So you personally know Logan Cook who was our last episode, and Zeke Poulton, who was the second episode. Yeah, you're you're really digging into the bountiful roots I for don't, this podcast. I don't know how I've gotten to know all you guys. Yeah, I don't, well, Well, obviously the mission, but. You, you do know, but yeah, pretty wild. I mean, me and Zeke go way back. First memory of Zeke Poulton were in preschool. You know, like those, <laughs> like, Kit, you know those like plastic kitchens that you like buy your kids that have like you know the oven and the microwave yeah. and the plastic food. Yeah, so earliest memory is Zeke pulling. He picks up the kitchen and just throws it at some unsuspecting girl in our in our preschool. <laughs> We're like three. I don't know if he had superhuman strength or just in my tiny brain he just looked like the Hulk. But that's how I envisioned it. It was just like full domination. So me and Zeke, yeah, it's, that's the beginning of me and Zeke. Great vibes for sure. And then Logan, I mean, we didn't hang out a ton in high school. He was just kind of known for having the the Hummer, like the big chrome Hummer in high school. <laughs> He'll probably be real upset that I'm telling people you brought this he up. has a Hummer. But it was always just like really small kid in really big Hummer. Yeah. But he was known for just being the nicest guy. Like he was the kid that like hung out with just everyone. Like yeah. the kid that just seemed like he knew everybody everywhere yeah. all the time. So he was like... He was cool. Very he, social. He also had a, vi- a viral tweet that was pretty funny um, back in the day. Do tell. If if you can. If you can't, then. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You'd have to go into the archives of Twitter for that one. All right. But uh, it's I'll, it's great. I'll reach out to him for Logan's sure. Logan's dope. Zeke's cool. Also dope. Whatever adjective you want to put there. Yeah, yeah. Insert cool adjective. Yeah, they're awesome. Definitely blessed to have... Sp- Me and Zeke have sp- shared every moment and every part of our lives together so we can rehearse anything from any part of our life and we'll know what we're talking about that's pretty cool yeah like whether it's preschool elementary junior high high school mission period done yeah so hopefully that continues yeah i hope so too i mean zeke's the kind of guy that you can like have a lot of inside jokes with 
people probably realize that from the second podcast that a lot of what we were saying was kind of under the radar kind of feel bad about that but at the same time that's just that's just how it goes with him but um no he's a good dude i'm glad that you and him have been friends for so long they're just oh yeah no they like he's like a brother you know Mm -hmm. like you just are the best of friends yeah but then you also like get mad at each other sometimes you know it's like it's like that brother relationship but it's like you always know he'll be there so for sure for sure you know that's a good zeke polton plug if you ever need a friend he's got red hair zeke polton zeke polton the other thing about him too though is uh in our episode with Polton, we talked about how you've never been invited to uh oh you're, to the PGA wiffle ball tournament. We're bringing it back. Yeah, um I wanted to start some beef here. No beef, no love lost. Definitely never got an invite. Uh, maybe next year. But to be fair, we'll I'm see just, how the I'm not PGA a good golfer. Wiffle ball goes. You know, I got a baseball swing for golf, so maybe that's it. I'm just not skill set oriented enough. I am so bad at it that it doesn't even matter. Yeah, like, I'm just trying just to give I'm time. trying to give excuses to like be okay with not being invited. Oh yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's probably that you're a bad golfer. It's probably Yeah, exactly no, it's it it's that. It's because but one thing so junior high me and uh, Zeke we were like unhealthily addicted to FIFA, like the game. Yeah, yeah. Soccer. We dedicated probably 3 years of our life to playing FIFA. Just FIFA. And we even started a, a club in junior high called the FIFA Club. Yeah. It was just an excuse for us to play FIFA more without our parents getting mad. That actually makes a lot of sense. That's a smart thing to do. Yeah, it was dope. But, like, we got to, like, the top number one division in the world of that game. Are you serious? So me and Zeke were, like, really, really good. And now it's, like, we're casually okay. Yeah. And we just, like, can't pick it up because we just know how good we've been in the past. Yeah. We just, like, can't. And you've regressed, and so... It's like, I'm sure how Michael Jordan feels when he picks up a basketball and airballs it. Yeah, He's like, yeah, no, not touching that. Like when he went back to the Wizards. Yeah, exactly. felt just like like that. Yeah, so... Still took him two seasons. And it's hilarious, because the FIFA soundtracks always hit every year, and then two years or three years later, songs would get famous. It means he could always just smile, like, dude, FIFA 14 soundtrack, baby. Yeah, we knew that before. We knew that song, so... That's why I don't really play video games anymore because I just – I get sucked in. Yeah. Dude, you get really good at games and then roll with them for a while. Yeah, I just – I can't. Like, had a good Fortnite phase. I can't I remember that. But now it's like I work on my computer all day, so new hobby, gym. That's like the gym has become my video game, I guess. So you, you mentioned to me that a year a year ago you kind of started going to the gym? Two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago you started going to the gym. You weighed 120 pounds. I did. And now you're at 160. 165. 164 on the scale today. My man. Lock it in. You put on some weight. No, it's been In crazy. a good way. No, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm sometimes I think I'm chubby, which I'm not chubby, but. So run me um, through that though. Like what one, what motivated you and got you there in the first place? Cause that's always the hardest part, but two, what's kept you coming back and how do you kind of maintain that? Yeah, no, so that's honestly, I could talk about the gym all day. Like I love it. And it's not yeah. like that, you know, like Chad bro, like gym, <laughs> taking them subs, like bro? scroll, skull crushing mindset or like the flip side where it's like, she broke my heart. I will kill you mindset. I'm like yeah. a happy medium. I'm like, Hey, I'm here. I, I like the memes. The memes are good. And it's a great balance in my life. But anyways, so I tore my labrum, my shoulder. Yes, I recall. First time my shoulder popped out of its socket, I'm in Isabella, Puerto Rico. 
playing yes. basketball with an 11-year-old who totally baited me into playing with him. Two-on-two two basketball. 11-year-olds in Puerto Rico, for some reason, are have the potential to be in the NBA, and then they lose it when they're like 15, probably. Well, he was bigger than me. That's so he's 11. Was. He's bigger than me. Yeah. We're playing two-on-two, two and I'm I'm putting the work on him. I was Junior high was my basketball peak. Yeah. And we go to check the ball, and he checks the ball at my feet, and then he pushes me over, like shoves me. Yeah. And for some reason, he hit me just right. Shoulder popped out of its socket. So the other Puerto Rican goes, hey, just put your arm between your legs and pull really, really hard, and it'll go back in. Oh. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. So I do that, right? My whole arm turns, like, purple. Yeah. And then there's about two or three other instances where tackled my buddy, popped out, played UVU intramural basketball, popped out. So that actually that one real quick. You know if that you one. Remember, you know that one because you picked me up. I was I don't even remember where I was. I think it was at home and you called me and you're like, Can you come get me? I am at UVU right now. I need to go to the hospital or something I, like that. My shoulder was out of socket for probably an hour. It's yeah. just dangling. Oh yeah. Because he says, I'll go get someone to help you, the ref, right? I'm mm-hmm. at the end of the bench for the whole second half. He comes back with a bag of ice. I'm like, no, it's <laughs> not like that, man. I'm like, feel right here? Yeah, no shoulder. He's like, oh, you should go to the hospital. I'm like, yeah, I'm not from here. I don't know where that is. Yeah. Because well, there's, there's like a place you can go down the hallway in, at UVU. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where? He goes, just ask the front desk. Ask the front desk. They point down there. I walk all the way down the hallway just to get there right as like the physician's leaving. I do remember that, yeah. And I'm like, Shh, okay, Carter, I know you're <laughs> down here. I got to go to the hospital. So anyways, after that incident, I had to get a labrum surgery. So I get the surgery, was supposed to get it in February. They shut down all, what was it, like all like necessary or critical surgeries because of COVID. Oh, yeah. The, so I waited yeah. till like June. Mm-hmm. So I had a, I was in a sling all summer. I'm boating. Yeah, can't do anything boating. Everyone's looking at me like I'm the weird kid because I'm like super small, won't get in the water. Yeah, but they just don't know. Like I literally can't hold more than five pounds with my shoulder because it's like just got operated on. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. I just did physical therapy, and for some reason, I just I think it was when I was doing lambda and I was inside all day. I said I gotta get out of my house and do something. Yeah. So I just called one of my buddies who's living close by in Salt Lake and said, "Hey, let's just uh, try the gym, maybe." You still go? And he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've gone, you know, probably five, six times since. That was January of 2021. So two years this month. Yeah. And it's been life-changing. Like, I just feel so much better. Like, if you don't remember it, like in Puerto Rico, I got super sick. got a parasite. Couldn't I remember eat that. anything. Yeah. I feel great now. Definitely can eat pretty much anything. You know, I just feel, like, healthier. feel, like, more sharp. Like, the balance, like, the benefits of the gym are just so underrated and like obviously the physical changes are awesome too right like you're getting bigger you're getting stronger you're starting to put on muscle like yeah you feel cooler and that's really helped me because i think like people think about like confidence self-esteem body stuff in regards to, like people who are like heavier yeah but like it's definitely a thing for people who are super skinny oh for sure it's been a deal for me for my entire life too. yeah like i've always struggled like baseball like i don't know i must have been some freak athlete to be as good as i was at baseball with how small i was and i would always be like i'm not small I'm a big guy. Yeah. I look at like videos of me now. I'm like, dude, did you fit? Th- did you go through the door under? Did you go under the doorway? Like, how did you like, <laughs> did you turn sideways and they didn't see you? Like, I was Stanley. so small, you know, it was crazy. 
but yeah now it's just been great and it's honestly fun like it's so rewarding to just like break your records to move stuff to just get stronger and like trust me i started at ground zero like when i started i couldn't lift more than 10 pounds with my right arm like because of the surgery yeah yeah but also because i was like genuinely that weak like i didn't do any physical activity with my shoulder my arm for you know eight months of recovery and then my other side got you know really weak too and i was just not eating a lot and now it's like i'm hungry all the time and it's great like i I like enjoy having an appetite now, whereas before it was like when I was hungry, it was like a chore. Like, oh, mm. I gotta eat. Come with that. So I was like the classic, like, oh, my metabolism doesn't let me get bigger. For sure. It's just it's just consistency. You just couldn't even force it down or anything. Yeah. Yeah, because like people say, like, oh, I can't go to the gym because like I can't put on size because I can't eat, and that's just like not true. Mm-hmm. Because I was that guy. I said the same thing, and like, I mean, I gained like I gained twenty five pounds last year. You know, and it just like happened. Like I just eat. I don't even eat that much. I just eat three solid meals a day. Have a couple snacks. It's all about calorie dense foods. I don't know. Would you say like your? How do I explain it? How would you say your nutrition is? Because that's one thing that like I definitely struggle with. Is like when I finally get back into the habit of going to the gym, which I'm so bad at. I'm really bad with it. But when I finally get into the habit of it, like one thing that I have a really hard time with is like I'm somewhat good at getting to the gym but my nutrition i cannot control what i eat very well i will eat anything and everything that sounds good yeah i mean being being smaller like trying to bulk right like Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter what you eat like i don't have a great diet um i i've ate just an ungodly amount of pop tarts in the last two years (laughs) like but i mean it's like the most calorie dense food ever yeah it's like you know it's full it's completely carbs yeah it's great like I love pop tarts. You freeze them? Oh man, come on! Really? Oh yeah. You f- get a get a box of the chocolate fudge pop tarts, pop them in the freezer, Ooh. and just enjoy. Really? Yeah. So you pop it out completely frozen? Oh yeah. Really? What's better is if you have them like not frozen, put them in for like ten twenty minutes, and then pull them out. But oh, I'd, interesting. So they're like chilled. But I just leave them in now, and they're like <laughs> hard as a rock. But they're less crumbly, less flaky. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know. I just eat them. It's great. That's kind of cool. Cause um, I have heard butter. I've heard if you toast them and then throw butter ew. on the one side, I hear that's delicious. I don't know, man. In fact, G Money, the editor of the podcast, was the one that told me that. G Money, freeze your Pop-Tarts, man. Freeze them and tell me. And it wasn't even my idea. It says on the box. Oh, really? Like the box you buy is like, freeze them. I've never noticed that. Try it. You're like, oh, okay. Weird. Um, nutrition, though, like, just all calorie-dense foods. I don't, like, go crazy, but I pretty much eat whatever I want. You know, obviously... When I hit, like, an ideal weight where I want to, like, stop and yeah. start, like, eating healthier, start getting leaner and, like, cutting back, like, I'll have a stricter diet. But um, even then, like, my buddy Kyle, he lost 25 pounds in five weeks mm-hmm. just because he intermittent fast. He doesn't eat anything before noon or after 8, and he walks the – it's like the new craze, like, 12% incline, th- like, on speed 3. Mm-hmm. For like forty five minutes on the treadmill, you do that every day. It's gonna just you're gonna sh- shed weight. That's because you're hiking. That's what that is. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. Yeah. And then he just doesn't eat after eight or before noon, and but he eats whatever he wants. Still, like, I mean, but I just eat a lot of rice, a lot of protein. Yeah. But I'm not even like the best. Like, I hardly take a protein shake out for the gym. You know, like I kind of forget. Yeah. They kind of make my tummy hurt. I'm with that. 
I like looked up because like I drink these protein shakes and they just destroy my stomach. And I looked up like why does protein hurt my tummy? <laughs> and it's like top three reasons. One, you drink it too quick after your workout. Okay. Two, you drink it too fast. Or three, you just have like dairy problems. I'm like, okay, yeah. I do drink it right as I get home. I do literally chug eight ounces of water as fast as I possibly can because it tastes gross. Yeah. And milk does kind of hurt me sometimes. Like bowl of cereal, I'm fine, but a little more than that's gonna gonna be yeah. tough. Kind of a combination of a bunch of things. So I'm like, wow, I checked off all three of those on why it hurts my tummy. Yeah. So slow down on your protein shake. That's a good move. That's a good idea. I feel like I can't look up things like that anymore, though, because then I always just get, like, the worst things. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my stomach kind of hurts. I've had diarrhea recently. You look it up, and it's like, you could have IBS, or you may have cancer. (laughs) It's like one or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you read those symptoms, and you're never. Just don't. Yeah. Like, ah, you know, I'm kind of getting a couple headaches recently. Like, oh, you're probably just dehydrated or you have a brain tumor. Like, it's, it, there's no in between. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a colonoscopy when I'm 50. They tell you you should. I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm going 40. <laughs> I'm not waiting no, until 50. Yeah, I'm getting ahead. It's funny. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. But so I don't know. I I love the gym. It's been great. And I love, like. I don't know. I just love – it just makes you feel good. You just feel strong. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird. Like, there's days where I feel, like, heavy, and it feels good. It's weird. Really? Like, a couple of days ago, I'm like, I just feel heavy, and I feel good. Like, it yeah. feels good. But it's been a really nice balance between, like, you know, coding versus, you know, like, I have to get out of the house. I got to do something. Yeah. So get those gym, endorphins flowing while you're – Gym's been nice. Gym around. culture, tough. I get it. I go to the worst gym – at the like, I go to the worst gym at the worst time possible for just dogs talking about random stuff that makes no sense. That specific gym, I don't. If you go to the one I'm thinking yeah, of, yeah, I know I do. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. I hear like stories about literally how that is the worst place to go. Yeah, well, let's just say people are just kind of dumb, but that's okay. They're learning, but people are just kind of dumb. Like the things I overhear, I'm like, man. It's crazy, but that's why I go like two hours earlier. Kind of, kind of saves me a little bit on that. But honestly, like you put in your headphones, you lock it in. I don't even notice people are there half the time. You know, once I get married and have a wedding ring on my finger, nobody's talking to me. I'm with that. I'm with that. You know, yeah. I think too, there's something about being new in the gym that makes you notice more. But I don't think people actually really care or notice when they've been going for a while. You know what I mean? Well, you just gotta remember, like the thing that helped me the most, like you gotta remember, everybody's there for the same reason. Yeah. You know, sure. everyone's just trying to improve their stuff, whether it's bigger, smaller, you know, thinner, wider. Everybody's yeah. just trying to like everybody's there for the same reason. So like I don't think I've ever heard somebody making fun of someone else for like a gym related thing, right? Yeah. They might be wearing something weird or like another thing, I don't know, whatever people give people crap for. But like I've never heard even from like the most cynical people, like, oh, they're only lifting forty pounds. Yeah, when exactly. When I lift 100, you know, it's like no one really – and if they do, it's like you're just weird. Yeah. Like you're a weird guy. And people kind of understand that too. Yeah. Like there definitely are times where I'm like I'm tiny, I'm small, I lift nothing. But that's in your head. It's not like you're thinking that of other people. No, yeah. It's yeah. just like personal reflection. But what's nice that's motivating, right? Yeah, yeah, Because like, sure. hey, I'm just going to hit it. And what's nice too is like people don't realize form is so important with working out. Yeah. 
Like, if you have bad, like, you could lift forever. But if you don't, like, have good structure in your workouts, if you're not lifting with good form, you're never going to see any improvements. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times people will give it a couple months, but they'll have really sporadic workouts and really poor form. And then there's like, I didn't see anything. Yeah. So that's why I've been blessed is I literally started from, like, square zero. Yeah. Like, no weight, doing no weight ever. So now I do. You know, there's sometimes I look at somebody in the gym and I'm like, respectfully, I could beat them up. <laughs> And it's a cool feeling. Like, I'll ask the person I go to, and, like, this is bad, but normally it's, like, with girls, I'm like, I could beat up every girl in the gym right now. And then some, like, monster walks past me, and I'm like, okay, I can beat up every girl in the gym but that person. Uh, that's so funny, you know? dude. Not that it's, like, a comparison or I'm actually going to, like, swing, right? I would never. <laughs> but it's kind of a cool feeling, you know? Like, I kind of have these, like, bosses, I call them. Like, just random people <laughs> that I've, like, associated with throughout my life. And I'm like, okay, that's my boss. That's, like, the boss. Like, yeah. I got to beat them up. Yeah. And until I can beat them up, I'm not strong enough. You've played enough video games to know, like, I got to start grinding in order to, yeah. to get to a point where I can, <laughs> like, where I can final, defeat that boss. You know, like, you're the boss. And then the, the guy I go with, Kyle, he's huge. He's, like, the final boss. Yeah. So I'm like, every month, Kyle, is one month closer to me beating you up. <laughs> like, I tell him that every month. I'm like, dude, next month, I'm that much closer. Like, I'm creeping up on you. That's so funny. Like, he texts me today. He's like, dude, imagine what I'll look like in seven months. I'm like, yeah, imagine what I'm going to look like in seven months <laughs> when I'm standing over your your body. That's so funny, dude. I kind of just, you got to like joke about it, make it a game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Make it fun, be lighthearted. Make it industri- interesting for sure. Right, and like it's not like I have a vendetta against people or like yeah, I want to beat them up. But it's just funny because I see them like on social media and I'm like, yeah, you're doing what workout? Okay, I'm going to do that, but like heavier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just a joke. Yeah, just a way to kind of like motivate yourself in a weird way. I'm yeah, like you just got to find ways to motivate yourself, and mm-hmm. but it's been fun. And, like, I mean, I'm always down to, like, talk about it, too. I think it's, like, the biggest problem is, like, people who've never been to the gym or don't know how to go, like, they're scared to, like, talk about it or ask dumb questions because, like, that's, like, the biggest, like, alpha mentality thing you could do is go to the gym, right? So yeah. they're, like, I don't want to, like, ask a question because then they'll just, like, RKO me through words. Yeah, that's true. But it's, like, I, I'll talk to anybody about anything and go with anyone all the time because it's, like, I've been there. Yeah, for you know? sure. I've been at... I've been, like, actually curling five-pound dumbbells, like, f- for 12 reps, and I'm like, dang, this is tiring, man. Yeah, for sure. And now it's, like, you know, not even a thing. So. Yeah, now you're doing 50s. Yeah, something like that. Do you genuinely know what it is? I do, but I'm not going to tell you. Will you tell podcast. me off the air? I'll tell you off the air. Okay. That's, I would it's like not to a know. competition. I'm just curious. Yeah, and I'll tell you. Cool. I'll flex in the corner for you if you oh, want. Oh, yeah. yeah. Take yeah. up that shirt. Yeah, okay. I appreciate that. No, but it's just fun. It's fun to compete against yourself and and the other random people on Instagram. Like, I, yeah, will, yeah. I will beat them up. <laughs> and every girl at the gym. Dude, that is so funny. I've never heard that before. <laughs> oh, that's if good. they only they knew it was in my mind. Like, I just, like, probably look at somebody weird and like, why, looking, why is Sam looking weird? It's like, because I'm, like, I'm, like measuring up, up stats. Like, yeah. can I beat you up convincingly? <laughs> It's not even, it's not even like a maybe. It's got to be like without a doubt. Like that's yeah. – I don't eclipse the boss until it's like, okay, you are undeniably larger. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm right – I'm neck and neck with this guy right now. I, I'm like, okay. And, and Kyle's and like – And the goal dude. is to get him. Kyle's like, dude, you're bigger than him. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I'm close, man. But it's like that's the boss. Like I'm almost through the level. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. I don't know. It's so weird. I can't believe I just admitted that on air, but it's I appreciate true. it though. It, it, it gives us a look <laughs> into your mind. Um, yeah, I'm not a, but I'm not a comparative person. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's fun. I think we are as humans. It's, oh, everyone is. Yeah, it's just you gotta like 
have a limit, right? Like mm-hmm. if they're bigger than me, which they usually are, I don't feel worse about myself. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. You got to turn the compare. Like, it's just gotta be like, I'm happy that they're big too. You yeah. know, like they grind just as much as I grind. So it's totally, like, but you know, do I hope they miss a day? Maybe I guess, <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's all, it's all just for, like I said, I just hope everybody makes a billion dollars and retires at 30. Yeah. Because everybody wants to, nobody wants to work. Yeah. So I just sure. hope everybody does. And do I really want to work at 40? Honestly, probably. A rising tide. Like what else am I going to do? All what else am I going to do at 40? Yeah. Right? I'm with that. I'll work. Yeah. Makes sense. How do you feel like the, because uh, I've heard this a lot from other people that are going to gyms recently, is the, it's the new hangout spot for high school kids. Dude, I have noticed that. It's bugging me. And I, I hate that I'm like becoming like that guy. Like cynical about it? But I have like, I mean, two, like I literally on my, I've hit on my app, on my personal account. So not other gyms I've been to, I've hit 300 times at the gym. Yeah. Just on my like. That's really one good. gym pass. Yeah. I might get three. I'm at like 297. So I'm almost at 300, I guess. You're almost to the amount of races that Lewis Hamilton has entered. Yeah. So he's actually one of the bosses. Um, I'm going to beat him up. <laughs> I think you, you think you've eclipsed him. Nah, probably he's, not. He's, he's a skinny dude. Neck strength. Jeez. His neck strength. Oh yeah. No, he'll. No, he's got some quick, t- quick titch, quick twitch muscles. Yeah, that's true. There's um, some, there's some categories that, that he'd get you. Yeah, we'll see. We'll anyway, see. yeah, so back to... But, you know, no, the, I mean, there are a lot of high schoolers. It's weird. It's like 2 o'clock. There's like a bunch of high schoolers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't you have school? Like, yeah. why are you here? But I love it, you know? Like, I wish I would have... Because that was the thing when I was playing baseball in high school. Is like, you got to get in the gym. And I was always like, no, I don't. Like, I hit the best on the team. I don't need to go to the gym. Yeah. But I wish I would have gone to the gym in high school. Like, so bad. Like, yeah. I wish I would have done... I wish I would have done that, but you know, more reps, more dingers. So, yeah. I mean, when I see kids in the gym, I like it. The problem is they just don't know how to like, there's like certain gym etiquette, which like, isn't like to be a jerk either, but it's just like common things. That's like when you're in a public place, you just do certain things. Cause it's like, nice, you know, like you don't just stand right next to someone or right in front of somebody or like be just like overly loud. Obviously like the gym's the gym, people like grunt, throw weight, whatever. Yeah. Like sometimes people are just like overly loud. Not a plan of fitness. They don't. Yeah, no gym intimidation at Planet Fitness for nine ninety nine a month, which yeah. is actually the same price as every other gym, but it's cheaper here. So it's weird. Um, but anyways, weird. plug for Planet Fitness. I went there a couple times, but you know, it's just not for me. But they actually that. make the most money out of any gym. I mean, yeah, they franchise better than anybody. Well, they, the boss is coming for them though. They have the perfect target market: people yeah. who say they want to go to the gym but don't. Yeah, I'm like, like that. So many memberships they have that never get used, mm-hmm. or people that want to go that you know want to be included or whatever. And then New Year's resolution: buy a Planet Fitness membership. I went yeah. twice. Yeah, and then you don't ever yeah. go back, and, and then you're you still have it for, for five it. years. Oh yeah, my yeah. parents probably still have their Planet Fitness memberships. Wouldn't surprise me. Most people do. Yeah. But no, I mean I like seeing high school kids. It's just like, I don't know. I go to the gym. I have, like, a time limit, right? Like, I don't want to be there all during work because I feel bad. So I use, like, my yeah. lunch break, right? So I try to be quick, hour, hour and a half. I got work to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't, like, when I'm trying to use something or wait for something and kids just, like, aren't. They're not, like, using it. Like, if you're using it, I don't care. But if you're just, like, sitting there, like, joking out with your buddies or, like, on your phone, I'm just like, why? Just kind of wasting the time. Like, why are we here? Like, you just do this that. in your house, you know? But I don't know. It's... It is what it is. But, no, I don't mind younger kids there. But there's this kid in front of me today. I was about to punch him, but 
that was in my brain. But it is what it is. But I smiled. Yeah, and you sized him up. You knew you could beat him up, but you didn't. You know, you didn't. I don't know if I could beat that guy up. Yeah, it'll happen sometimes. It was close. Anyway, hey man, thanks for coming on. This has been fun. Uh, where can we find you? You just find me around. I'm oh, sure. just on the town. I'm just your everyday employee. No, Sam okay. Lolly. Instagram. Sam underscore Lolly or just Sam Lolly? One it's word. Sam dot Lolly. Sam dot Lolly. And that's okay. L A L L I. I'll save you the trouble. <laughs> it no. is also typed out on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, title. there you go. If you were wondering how to pronounce it, it's Lolly. I, I don't know why people mess that up as much as they do, but. For sure. They do. Um, it's Italian. It's Italian. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's cool. great. But yeah, I mean, hit me up, Instagram. That's really all I have. I don't have to be real. People say, you should get a be real. I'm like, dude, do you want to hear my be real idea real quick before I get off? Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll wrap it up with this. Okay. Go for don't it. Don't use my be real idea. Okay, that's fine. But this gives G-Money some space if he wants to cut out some of my earlier baffles. But <laughs> So cut out the early stuff because we were getting our feet wet, but now we're locked in, G-Money. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a play on be real. It's called be fake, right? So it's like <laughs> – it's like – Cause I'm like, cause people are like get a be real, right? Yeah. Get a be real. I'm like, dude, I'm at my desk eight hours a day. Like, <laughs> what do you want to see? You want to see my desk? I'll send you a pic, right? You want to see yeah. my code? I'll send you my code. Yeah. So what I would do is I would get a picture of like man on a beach. Yeah. Like on like search on you like Google, right? And it'd be like from like a POV standpoint. Yeah. So like some guy like in a beach chair with his legs out front. And I would put the camera just so it would only cover that, so it would look like I'm on the beach. Yeah. And then I just flip the camera like only in my face. You couldn't see the background, <laughs> so it looks like I'm on a beach somewhere. Uh, you know. This is a good idea. And then it gets like you know maybe a little dark. I'm in a hospital room. Got oh. an IV in my arm. Okay. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of different directions. This. Oh go. yeah, on a bike. You yeah. know. <laughs> I would. Tour run, de France. <laughs> right. Like I'm mountain climbing. You know. I don't know. It's. Like, I'm snowing, I'm skiing, I'm snowboarding. The possibilities are endless. You should use some GoPro image of you, like, surfing. Yeah, totally. Shredding the gnar. And I'm being real. There you go. <laughs> but I'm being fake. Just some, like, AI-generated image of you, like, somewhere. But it's just, it's, you should honestly Google, like, yeah. POV, like, POV like on a bike. Fakes. yeah. No, just, like, if you Google that, the, the stuff, it just, it's like an arm. Just an awkward arm, like, in the <laughs> picture with, like, two legs. Yeah. It's the fun, they're the funniest pictures ever. We're going to have to take a look at this after the podcast. Yeah, so. <laughs> Interesting stuff, man. I was dying one night. I just, like, had the idea, and I was just looking up every idea I could think of, and I was just laughing so hard because I'm like, this is hilarious. That's self-entertainment at its best. But I haven't, haven't launched that yet. So I guess if someone wants to live through me with that idea, I guess you can, but. I like that idea. Just remember who gave you the idea to be fake. <laughs> so. I appreciate it, man. Boy, thanks for coming on. Let's do it again. Dude, this was fun. I, I'll admit, I was a little shaky at the beginning. I was a little nervous, but... You always get into a flow by the end of it. Yeah, I just feel like I could talk to you all day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I just appreciate your time, man. But, uh, see you later, everybody. Have a good one. Yeah.